the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Okay, everybody, welcome to the Dennis Prager Show. Do we have a number as to the number of Americans who watched the debate last night? I'd be very curious. It was, it was on every network, correct? So uh, I wonder if, if half of the American people watched it. You don't think so? It's, it's, it's too high a number, you know. Think 100 million? So that's less than a third. That's fascinating to me. Just out of curiosity, you would think that uh, most most people would watch it. In in a sentence, my my summary of the evening, and I will analyze it uh, throughout the show today. My summary is: Donald Trump interrupted, and Joe Biden insulted the the insults of Joe Biden were quite uh, were not only remarkable I believe I believe they were unique in presidential debate history not not in primaries would you say that do you re- recall any personal insults like clown Worst president ever, not smart, a fool. That's just the stuff I remember. It was more. 27 million in the initial Oh, that's it? 27 million? Yeah. <clears throat> Actually down 36% from Trump versus Clinton. Really? Down 36% from Trump Clinton? Do you have an explanation for that? People just tired of politics? I don't know what, what other explanation there might be. Of course, you know, in, in a certain sense, I, 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 I don't dismiss those people at all. See, I often ask about my own life if I did not have the professional and moral obligation to comment on major items in the news, would I be following all those major items in the news? And the answer is no. Uh, if you're new to my show, you should understand that I'm not animated by politics. It's one of the many reasons I am sort of the opposite of the left. Politics does not give my life meaning. If it weren't for my belief, my certitude, that the left is, is an utterly destructive force in our society... Uh, I would be much more preoccupied with the things that I think people should be preoccupied with. Great question. How do you make good people? It's the most important question any society can ask. That, At its best, that is what America would ask. So kids were, were raised with character education. 
There were obvious flaws, like in many cases, not all by any means, but in many cases, just an acceptance of racist ideas, which were universal. It's It's not a defense of the ideas, it's a defense of the people. I hope that's clear. As I've given the example of vegetarianism, I would not be surprised if in 50 years a vast number of people are vegetarian. Will they look upon those of us who ate meat the way people look upon racists? And if so, would that be fair? Oh, you, you can't take anybody seriously or virtually anybody morally seriously from the uh, early 21st century, they, they were meat eaters. I'm not being cute. I, I believe that, that that is a perfect analogy. I'm not an- analogizing racism to meat eating. I'm anal- analogizing present-day ethical sensitivities to earlier-day ethical sensitivities. So I'm merely commenting on the low number, relatively speaking, of people who watched it. That's why I've never argued, oh, everybody has an obligation to vote. I, I know that uh, there are a lot, of, a lot of people who say that. I, I have generally understood that in a free society, the fact that a lot of people aren't voting is sort of... Uh, you know, they're just not involved politically because they have other concerns in life. Now, I, I vote. I've always voted. But I'm animated. I, I understand the issues. I don't want people who don't understand the issues to vote. Why is that good? Well, I have an answer to that because people who don't understand the issues tend to vote in a certain direction. I have another point to make uh, in this, uh, in regard to the debate. And I I was thinking about debates that I heard when I was a very young kid, 12 years old, when Kennedy and Nixon debated. No, no, I wasn't 12. I was uh, 11. 11 years old. And the, the seriousness of that debate versus last night uh, is, it makes me sort of feel sad for young people. I feel sad for young people in many arenas. The irrational fears that are implanted in them. My, I told uh, a young parent of a, of a, of a two-year-old recently she didn't react because uh, I think she had never heard the concept and I'm not sure she was totally uh, on board. Anyway, I said to her, I think that children need security more than love. They need to feel secure more than they need to feel loved. And how often do people hear that? I mean, it, it's... I'm sure that this is a new concept to many of you listening. And what uh, what is done today is a staggering sense of insecurity uh, 
on the most basic level of all, on a primal level of biological survival. You can't get COVID. Five students get it at California State University. Where, where, where is it? What? Long Beach. Long Beach. I don't remember exactly. Did they close down the university or did they? They stopped, the, uh, stopped in person classes. Yeah, all right. So that's what I meant. Yeah. The chances of your dying of COVID if you are college age are are a fraction of 1%, a small fraction of 1%. I I have to believe that more college-age kids are dying of car crashes and drug drug overuse than, uh, than of COVID. More Americans die, according to the statistics that I've seen, more Americans die a year because of mistakes in hospital than because of COVID. It should help uh, give people some perspective. And there's no doubt that within within a limited amount of time, not indefinite amount of time, these numbers will be significantly lowered. Or people will understand that the numbers come with an asterisk. Anybody who died of anything but also had COVID is listed as a COVID death. You die of a heart attack and you had COVID, you you tested positive for COVID, you're listed as a COVID death. Hospitals get more money for COVID patients. Do you think that they're fully honest? They're as fully honest about that as people are about business expense lunches. <laughs> it's there to, to, to be used, and people use it. I was lamenting what kids are exposed to. The seriousness of the debate that that I had as a child versus... I don't know how many 11-year-olds watch this debate, though. It's an interesting question, too. The president, had the president not interrupted as much as he did, he would be the, so the clear winner that it, it's, it's painful for those of us who, who know what is at stake in this election. Okay, on to the debate itself. I'm Dennis Prager. The Dennis Prager Show. Hi, Dennis Prager here again with a message for anyone struggling with pain. Of course, I want you to know about Relief Factor, the 100% drug-free supplement that tens of thousands are now taking every day. I take it every day. I like being out of pain. But I know you may be skeptical. I certainly was. Then I kept hearing about all the people, including my wife, who were no longer in pain. So I decided to give it a try. In fact, listen to Janice's story. I was skeptical at first. But because of the pain that I was having when I would uh, substitute teach and have to climb stairs, so I have lower back, hip, and even knee pain. And after about three weeks, I found that I could climb stairs pain-free. But it wasn't only pain-free. I could do it step over step without holding on the railing. I'm really happy. It's, it makes me feel like I'm young again. That's relieffactor.com or call 800 500 
800-500-8384. Settle down, it'll all be clear. Don't pay no mind to... Okay, all Dennis Prager with you. And Dinesh D'Souza's film. All right, everybody. So uh, the Washington Post, I mean, let's take the bull by the horns at the beginning. Do we have that up, what you just played for me? Trump refused to condemn white supremacists and militia members in presidential debate marked by disputes over race. Well, there were very few disputes over race, as far as I recall. I both saw it and read it. Uh, it's, uh, it's, It's not a fully honest headline. It's not a fully dishonest headline. He was asked, so would you condemn uh, white supremacist groups? So he said, name them. I'm prepared to do it. Name name them. And then, uh, so nobody then said neo-Nazis. The president should have said, the whole thing is a lie about my not condemning. The Charlottesville lie is a lie. I was talking about people on two sides of the issue about statues. You think that I, I mean, can you imagine had he said, Chris, American people, I have a Jewish daughter. I have a Jewish son-in-law. I have Jewish grandchildren. You think I'm not anti-Nazi? Are you folks sick? Can you imagine that? That's all the media would have played. So what I, what I do with regard to many of the statements of the president is, I, I've done this now for four years, I simply say he has been a magnificent president, he doesn't talk like I talk, much of his talk is unbelievably honest, by the way, I don't condemn all his talk by any means, he tells more truth than the New York Times, who tells more truth about Iran? just as an example. Or for that matter, his statement last night, when, when this thing came up, it's, it's left-wing violence. What are, you, what, are you t- what are you having me condemn? Yeah, you got to hear. Pl- play it. It's worth analyzing. Go ahead, Sean. We have repeatedly we- criticized the, the vice president for not specifically calling out Antifa and other left-wing That's extremist right. groups. But are you willing tonight to condemn white supremacists and militia groups and to say that they need to stand down and not add to the violence in a number of these cities, as we saw in Kenosha and as we've seen in Portland. By the way, the question is a dishonest question. He conflates militia with white supremacists. So I don't quite understand. Nobody should stand up. I'm just curious. I'd like to ask Chris Wallace and the Washington Post. Uh, in Portland, for uh, over a hundred consecutive nights, there's been violence. Okay, violence against completely innocent businesses and people. Should nobody confront them, given the fact that the mayor and the governor do not confront them? What, 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 Mr. Wallace, do you recommend? And it's a, it's not a it's not a rhetorical question. It's a sincere question. Uh, militia and white supremacist is not sy- synonymous either. So it was sort of a trap question. By the way, he said, sure. I mean, you, you know, it, it, are you prepared to condemn? Yeah, sure. 
Now, I, I'm not happy with the answer, but I, I do ask that we be honest about what happened. So go on, please. I would say almost everything I see is from the left wing, not from the right so wing. So what, what, what are you saying? I'm, I'm willing to do anything. I want to see well, peace. Then do it, sir. Say I'm, it. Do it. Say it. Do you want to call him? What do you want to call him? Give me a name. Give me a white name. Supremacists and would right you like me to white supremacists and right proud boys. White supremacists and right proud boys. Stand back and stand by. But I'll tell you what. I'll tell you what. Somebody's got to do something about Antifa and the left, because this is not a right-wing problem. His this own is a left-wing problem. This is a left-wing problem. White supremacist. Antifa's an idea, not an organization. Oh, you got it. Oh, not malicious. That's what his FBI director said. Well, then you know what? No, no, we're done, we're done sir. Everybody, we're moving on to the next. We're moving on to the next. That's not an idea. Everybody in your administration tells you the truth is a bad idea. Can I tell you what? You have no idea. Antifa, Antifa is a dangerous radical All right, radical gentlemen, group. we're now moving on to the Trump and, and Biden records. They'll overthrow you. When a president... I'm That's ask true, by the way. He's right about that. Okay, so what happened is... I, I, know, I think I know what happened in his mind. He said, you're setting me up. Because I'm going to condemn racism, and then you're going to lump in Proud Boys. And uh, Proud Boys may be a racist organization. I have not seen the evidence to suggest that it is. Uh, People through all right-wing organizations are racist. If if that's your position, then it's racist. If your position is, I'd like to know the truth about a group, a group could be awful in your eyes, but not necessarily racist. As I said, I would have had an ideal answer for the man. Nazis are racist, proud boys are not. Okay, that that would have been in, in in you know in five words or whatever it was. But as I said, for uh, four years I have understood that the man is a package. Well, you know what? So are you, and so am I. We'll be back. I'm Dennis Prager. The Dennis Prager Show. Okay, everybody. Dennis Prager here. I'd like to take a few calls, especially those that don't agree with me. In Lawrence, Kansas, Philip. Hello, Philip. Hi, how's it going, Dennis? Okay, thank you. Um, yeah, I just wanted to talk about the debate, and especially in regards to the supposed like standard of politeness that we should be having for our presidential uh, candidates. Mm-hmm. It's something you mentioned at the beginning of your show. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, um, I suppose my main question would be, would you consider it an insult if I said that your face was melting off of your Wow, the giant. Okay, uh, let's go to Ron in East Orange, New Jersey. Hello, Ron. How are you today? Okay, thank you. Uh, I just had a debate about one of the, I just had a question about the debate. Um, when you sit down, is it a one-diaper affair or a two-diaper affair? Oh, wow. So the... Uh, <laughs> okay. Uh Daniel in Greenville, South Carolina. Hello. Thank you for having me on. Um just wanted to quickly comment regarding the debate. We decided to let our ten year olds stay up to watch it and 
not only were my wife and I embarrassed with essentially the uh, uh, lack of self-control, but he essentially summed up the end of the debate by saying that it was a hot mess. Summed up the debate saying it was a... It was a hot mess. uh, uh, I'm sorry, Sean was talking to me. A what mess? What, right. What does a hot mess mean? It's not a term I'm, I'm used to, so I, I, I just want to understand it. No, no worries. Uh, a hot mess, as in it, it was uh, just uh, very um, I guess in, incoherent, I guess is the best way to put it. Uh, there, was no, there was no full, and it was just arguing and bickering. So uh, he, he was very unimpressed with the debate. Right. For, yes, I understand that. Well, I said I, that was my opening comment. The, the level of debate that I had when I was 11 and your 10-year-old uh, watching this, it's, it's a deterioration. I mean, it, there's no, there's no question. There's no way around that. But uh, what, hasn't, what hasn't deteriorated in American life? The, the, the public cursing that, that uh, didn't exist when I was a kid and now, uh, and now is, uh, is ubiquitous. The, the complete politicization of sports. Uh, when I was a kid, everybody rooted for the team, left, right, black, white, didn't matter. You, you were united in, in rooting for whatever team you rooted for. Everything is deteriorated. Schools have deteriorated. It was a time you went to school and you learned about America. Now you learn to hate America. So this shouldn't be, for you, the parent, uh, it should not be regarded as an island of hot mess. The hot mess is is everywhere. Are you with me? I guess he's not with me. Oh, I'm still on the line. I just put myself on mute. Oh, okay. So I just want to know that <laughs> what I say makes sense. Oh, I absolutely agree. Uh, so so much has gone downhill and. Obviously, as parents, we, we have to stay very involved in his instruction on a day-to-day basis um, and trying to get him to think critically. And we want him to see things with an open view, uh, which is why we encourage him to stay up and watch the debate to see what's going on as it's essentially a very historic moment. And we want him to see it live and we want him to see it raw right. and ask him for his opinions afterwards. Well, it was raw. <laughs> Uh, I'm curious. Let me. I'm asking the living martyr. Have you ever used the term "hot mess"? No. Have you, uh, Sean? Yes. So is it is it a generational thing? I get it. Okay, that's fair. I'm completely okay with that. But uh, it's interesting that you haven't used it. I know it. Though. Right. Okay. Well, it uh, it was. But I, I want you all to, there's an important call, and my answer was important. Tell me what is not deteriorated. If you just isolate presidential debates, you're missing the bigger picture. What has not deteriorated? What, what in, in public life in America has, has this school instruction? Does you, has your five-year-old had... Uh, a, 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 
on this drag queen uh, story hour. I have to say, I think that that's more injurious than a than a, a uh, an, a, an unsophisticated debate. We have very serious cultural problems here. Incidentally, according to uh, Telemundo which is on the left, correct? Yes, so. Which is, is that the biggest, what is the difference between Telemundo and Univision? We don't know. Are, are they two very, they're, they're separate and two, the two biggest media giants in the Spanish-speaking U.S.? Okay. So according to Telemundo, its its viewers uh, said that Trump won, which is remarkable both in light of the debate and in light of the fact that obviously, by definition, all of its viewers, except maybe advanced students of Spanish, are Hispanic. And so they were so upset, they said, well, this is not a scientific poll. <laughs> okay. I don't know what scientific polls are anyway, because the scientific polls were so wrong four years ago. Uh, when people don't tell the truth to pollsters, it's hard to speak about a scientific poll, correct? Nevertheless, I just thought you, you would find that uh, of interest. And when I watch this, I watch it with so many hats on uh, that's the problem. I watch it as as a Trump supporter, but not only. I watch it as an American who uh, is cares about the public discourse in the country. I care about it. I'm wearing another hat, the hat of the person who is not yet persuaded whom to vote for. How would the debate affect that person? So I I I, I wear the hat of. How are kids reacting to the low level? And to be honest, uh, from Joe Biden, uh, I was actually quite amazed at how few names the president called Joe Biden. I mean, except for the the smart line, which, which he had a right to react to. I mean, you know, first of all, I mean, you can, you can criticize the president all you like, but uh, to say he is not smart. You don't know what you're talking about. It, you just you just want to level an insult. Uh, the the man is extremely intelligent, which I didn't know either. I, I had no expectations of his intelligence. I think he has a much better grasp of the world than Joe Biden. I don't think it is comparable. The understanding of the threat posed by Iran and China. Oh, and this notion—I mean, just this constant—you're—you're—you're Putin's puppet. Can you show any policy that the president pursued that would have pleased Putin? Forget the 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 press conference they had together. I want to know policy-wise. The president uh, sort of, uh, for whatever reason, he praises any foreign leader that he's with. That's his style. 
It, I don't take it terribly seriously. There's no doubt in my mind Kim Jong-un would prefer Biden to, uh, to Trump. And he said all these things, oh, you know, he turns out to be a really great guy or whatever, you know, whatever he said about Kim Jong-un. I, I wasn't thrilled with it either. One of the reasons I'm not sure I could be, uh, I could ever be a politician. I, uh, I find it very difficult to say what I don't believe. I, I know I know about the the death camps in uh, in North Korea. It, it would be very hard for me to go. Oh, what a pleasure to meet uh, Kim Jong Un. I mean, but I think a president has to with that. Well, what is he going to say? What a what a what a uh, an awful day for me to be with this monster who runs North Korea, right? I mean, what what is he? Well, th- th- these are these are these are difficult issues. Different people have different roles in life. I've chosen the role of of being able to speak exactly what I believe. No, uh, no politician can only say what they believe. It is not, it is not their role. It, they should do it as much as possible. I mean, seriously, what do you do if you did? Uh, did Ronald Reagan uh, say that about any Soviet leader? Well, here I am with a monster the inheritor of, of communist atrocities that took 20 million lives minimum in the Soviet Union. I mean, he said, tear the wall down, Mr. Gorbachev. That was great. All right, let's go. Uh, let's, uh, meet, let's meet the debaters here. I'm going to take the calls are important to me in this, uh, in this instance. Okay, one. Take it away. We won the election, and therefore we have the right to choose her. And very few people knowingly would say otherwise. And by the way, the Democrats, they wouldn't even think about not doing it. If they had, the only difference is they'd try and do it faster. There's no way they would give it up. They had Merritt Garland, but the problem is they didn't have the election, so they were stopped. And probably that would happen in reverse also. Definitely would happen in reverse. So we won the election, and we have the right to do it, Chris. Yeah, that was that was about as honest a summary. You think the Democrats would not do this if they had the presidency and, and the Senate in an election year? There is not a single person uh, listening to this show, right, left, center, uh, who does not uh, know what the, what the president said was true. This is a good example of there was actually a lot of substance, but there was... The other stuff, the hot mess, <laughs> uh, sort of uh, brought clouds over it, so it wasn't wasn't clear. That that point was completely accurate, and I don't think uh, Joe Biden. I, he couldn't say, "Well, no, if we were in charge, we would never do such a thing." I mean, he, he, I don't think he was capable of saying something so blatantly false. We'll be back. The Dennis Prager Show. Okay, everybody. Beach Boys, the Beach Boys. They, they're they another group like Sinatra that puts me in a good mood. Quick reminder, I... Uh, 
raise funds for a very small, illustrious group of groups. ADF is one of them. You are the most uh, responsive audience in radio, to the best of my knowledge, to appeals for good causes. I respect that. That's why I choose them carefully. These are the people that take the religious freedom and other freedom issues to the Supreme Court. They They supply the lawyers for free. Please click the ADF banner at my website or call 855-649-2020, 855-649-2020 or the banner. I'm Dennis Prager. So I played for you that. Let me take a call here. And Renee in Colorado Springs, hello. Hi, Dennis. Hi. How are you? I'm, I'm well, thank you. Is there a reason for the silence? I'm still here. Okay. So what did you want to say? Sorry. Right. Um, so I have two quick things. So I kind of have a brain dump. Um, I'm confused a little bit about the strategy that Trump took with last night. I feel like he had an extensive checklist where he could have been very specific with his accomplishments, specifically with COVID. And I feel like he missed that opportunity to educate people or to share or clarify. And I have several girlfriends that are my age, younger. They come to me. Why do you like Trump? How do you, um, how have you come to that decision to support him? And I have to educate them and go through a checklist and tell them. And they're always surprised or shocked. To That's see right. Well, you, you, uh, you have good girlfriends <laughs> who actually listen to you. We have very little time, so, uh, Renee, you won't get to the second point. Forgive me. On COVID, do you, this is, I, I think my next column will be what I wish the president would say, just to have it on record. Oh, 200,000 people died because of you. Okay, America's 10th in, in deaths per million, 10th. So uh, are the... Are the left-wing leaders or liberal leaders of Belgium and all the other countries that have a higher death rate from COVID, are they, are they murderous? Are they responsible too? He's the guy, oh, we got to be good to our allies. Okay, say, the, say all these allied leaders uh, were incompetent and killed their own population. Say it, Joe Biden. Or stop saying it about me, Joe Biden. The Dennis Prager Show, live from the Relief Factor Pain-Free Studio. Hi, Dennis Prager here again with a message for anyone struggling with pain. Of course, I want you to know about Relief Factor, the 100% drug-free supplement that tens of thousands are now taking every day. I take it every day. I like being out of pain. But I know you may be skeptical. I certainly was. Then I kept hearing about all the people, including my wife, who were no longer in pain. So I decided to give it a try. In fact, listen to Alan's story. I've been in back pain since my early 20s. Now I'm 51. In my early 20s, I worked for the state prison. I got injured and I was off work for about a year. I'm now a train engineer. I basically sit all day long. My wife making me take relief factor literally changed my life. I don't feel like I'm 20 again, but 
My back does. Everyone knows you want something drug-free. You want something that will help your own body deal with the inflammation that can often cause pain. In your neck, back, shoulder, hip, knee, or foot. Actually, even general aches and pains from just getting older, exercise, everyday living, all can be a real problem, even keeping you from sleeping through the night. So here's what I suggest you do. Pete and Seth Talbot, the father-son owners of Relief Factor, have created what they call a three-week quick start. It's a trial pack, and they've discounted it to just $19.95. That's about a dollar a day, and after that, about the cost of a cup of coffee a day to stay out of pain. That's the three-week quick start for just $19.95, and you should know this. About 70% of the people who order the three-week quick start for just $19.95 go on to order more. So do what so many others have already done. Take Pete and Seth Talbot up on their offer and go to relieffactor.com and order the three-week quick start. That's relieffactor.com or call 800-500-8384, 800-500-8384. 